here again with Andreas of Austria, who is back in Vienna. And Vienna is safe, unlike Dallas, Texas, where I am and where the windows are broken. Andreas, greetings. Yes, hello, hello. Um, I hope you're, you're fine over there in Texas, uh, Dallas. Um, yeah, Vienna is very safe. Uh, I'm observing, or I'm uh, watching the news, um, and uh, it's very scary, very weird times with things uh, that I have to see um, on the internet. So, you want to talk about your experiences of, of last night? Oh, well, they're not really. I stayed in so I stayed inside and um it, this this is not really affecting me. It, and it's probably going to happen again tonight. But uh I think I think what's interesting though is the bigger question of whether this violence will achieve anything or what it's you know, there's different motivations obviously between the different people that are out there. Some people just want to steal things, but some people uh probably very legitimately want to see some sort of a change. And uh, I don't know, perhaps your perspective on this would be interesting as an outsider looking at it. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I have the right as an outsider to, to have a perspective, actually. But I mean, if, if it will achieve something or if will uh, make a change, uh, I have no idea. Um, I just, I just uh, can imagine that people... Uh, that wanted to uh, to make a change uh, with uh, other means uh, could not achieve it either. So I I, I read one uh, comment particular um, which I which I think uh, said uh, a lot that maybe what they what is happening over there is for them necessary now. And this basically said we are sick of making hashtags because it it, it did not change anything. And uh, now they're, they're trying to, to achieve something with uh, violence. Well, it still is unclear to me what it is they want changed and if there is the chance of anything being changed at I th all. I think at because the beginning, it seems to uh, me... for now, I think they just want to be heard the first time, really. They... But haven't they been heard already? Uh, I mean, we've already gone through this. There's already been some rioting. There was... You know, there was mass destruction already. It just keeps happening over and over. Uh, but maybe, and maybe, maybe it was ignored. I mean, see, see how fast uh, things can change uh, when there is a, when uh, uh, politicians are, are scared uh, of the next night. What is what will happen again? And now, within a short time, they arrested uh, uh, the police officers. Now, uh, after uh, another night after the uh, arresting of of the police officers, now they. Uh, uh, they think of uh, even more uh, harder uh, accusations of them of the police officers. So um, it, it's uh, the pressure probably that could uh, make changes uh, happen faster. Well, the okay, I understand they have arrested the police officer, but I, I feel as though they've almost done that to try and stop I this think, yeah. protest and this destruction. Because when it comes down to it, they have not, in any of these other cases, uh, when the cases went to trial, none of those police officers were found guilty. Even the ones in uh, Baltimore, they broke a guy's neck in the back of a, of a police van. It was brutal what they did to him. They broke his neck. And those guys were not found guilty of, of murder or anything. 
I think in the end, what you have is a system which favors the police. I think that's that no one disputes that. On top of that, I think these police have been trained in a very dangerous way to be very aggressive with any sort of a potential criminal. Maybe this is because Americans have guns. Yeah, or, I think you know, a I lot think, of different things. They're on drugs. That's, uh, one of the uh, the main reasons because there is so much. Um, because uh, the private people have, have access to, to guns, which is very different here in Europe. I mean, it's, it's much, much more difficult to, uh, to have a weapon here in Europe. And I also think that um, because, because of, of this fact, a lot of potential police officers don't even consider become uh, a police officer because they know uh, the, the chance of getting shot is, is, is pretty high in America because there's so many crazy gun people in the population. And uh, so now they, uh, they recruit the people from, uh, from the army, for example, and they are fucked up in their, in their brain after serving in Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever. Well, that, that, may, that may all be true, but I think the basic training of the police officers is to be very aggressive. And, and, and like you say, a lot of that is for their own protection. Mm-hmm. They really need to protect themselves. So you already are in a situation where the cops are legally allowed to use violent force with you if they feel threatened in any way. They can kill you. It is, that is totally acceptable. I don't know where this comes from because so, here in Austria, for example, um, and, and even I don't agree with uh, uh, many things I, I experienced in the last uh, two and a half months uh, during the lockdown and things like this. But uh, here in, in Austria, a police officer is basically a friend and a servant. Um, this is how we call them. Uh, so if, if you have a problem, uh, you can go to them and, and ask them. Um, and I think that's a completely different story in the United States. Uh, people pe- no, it's antagonistic pe- people are scared of, the, of them, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and I think, though, this is... a. This is a lot to do also with other bigger issues, which are social inequality. You have very extremely poor people. Mm-hmm. You have people who are been brutalized by a system. You know, I, I'm not absolving these people of smashing windows and hitting people with skateboards and some of the things that they've done as a mob. But there is a social system here, which is very destructive to a lot of people. It makes it very hard for them to get started in life. Especially, I don't have, I don't have any, res- any big response to fix that. Because I think this is a feature of American-style capitalism, and I don't see it changing. They can they can break as many windows as they want, but it won't change. American-style capitalism is going to stay, and it's going to continue until it finally dies of its own accord. I mean, basically, what what is happening now? Uh, it's it's a it's an, another lockdown. I mean, there's there's so many factors, uh, so many things that that are happening right now. There's still the the coronavirus around, so. Uh, this will not make it any better um, uh, because of the violence. Uh, there's curfews, which is basically another lockdown, uh, which means there is another um, uh, economic or negative economic impact or impact on the economy. Um, maybe maybe that's that's causing pressure for uh, the, the the leaders of the states and the country to uh, uh, to accept certain things that uh, that they want to achieve. Well, I, I don't think enough can be said about uh, hunger. Uh, I know that there's, they showed some pictures of lines uh, for food banks, people lining up to get uh, just basic food, and they're huge lines. The, the food banks barely have any food to be able to give out to the poor people. And 
one of the reasons that people are willing to, to risk their lives and get violent is usually hunger. Revolutions start because of hunger. And um, this, this, this system that we have right now is being exploited by people at the very top to the detriment of the rest of the pop, most of the population. And as the middle class disappears more and more and more, you're going to have less people around who want stability and prefer stability. It's just going to be the very people at the top who are going to have a militarized police force to defend them and their businesses and their houses from these, these looters. Because the whole population potentially, because they're hungry and exploited, could become looters. And then you have all these other elements, whether it's Antifa or whoever they are. Uh, some people just want to see destruction. It's just nihilism. It's godlessness. That's what it is. They're not religious anymore. They just uh, want to destroy. But, but this is what is happening for, for more than two months uh, now. Um, the coronavirus uh, reveals uh, things of the society, of our system, um, and, and it shows um, um, all the, the negative sides, um, which, which were, uh, exactly. which were uh, hidden before, which were not as uh, visible before. Um, I mean, this if if um, if the few um, um, cases incidents happened like they did without having the coronavirus, um, without having more than forty million unemployed people, uh, without having um, a, a high uh, death toll uh, within the uh, the black community because of the coronavirus. Probably these riots, uh, these protests would not happen at the moment. It, they are not at this scale. Um, yeah. So it, it's it's uh, multiple fac factors that uh, uh, that led to uh, to the protests. Well, I know you've you you and I have discussed earlier, and you mentioned it to me um, that you were hopeful that this coronavirus was going to change the world in some way. It's going to help people see that the way they were living was too destructive, and it, um, you were optimistic about no, it. No, it seems like I, now you, you. I don't know. For me, it was just a lot. You know, for me, it, the last two months were an extremely painful experience because I noticed one thing: um, we want to go back to the uh, uh, to the old uh, to the old way, which is basically a very destructive way. Um, Our system is sick. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, for, for me, I I told you uh, on the podcast we were talking about this uh, many times. I never felt that this is right the way we live, and I I was thinking of ah, I'm having a small house in the middle of nowhere in Spain, uh, or when I was in a sailing boat, or when I was when I was working on on an island. I think there is a reason why why I did or why I want to do things like this, because I always felt there's something wrong. And the coronavirus even revealed to me um, that this feeling I had, uh, I, I started to understand why I, why I had the feeling. And um, um, uh, I, I got a much clearer idea um, why I wanted to do things like this. I'm not made for this modern world. That's that's for sure. I, I, I completely understand this now. Um, I even I think I even lost friendships in the last two months because I, I don't understand these people anymore because they they are so used to the prosperity of, of this beautiful Western life they have 
they would never accept that, uh, or they cannot accept uh, that something has to change. Um, so there's not another outbreak of a, um, a virus in the future. Um, the, the economy. But it's not just it's not just uh, viruses, though. It's uh, the massive scale of killing of the other animals, the resource depletion. Yeah, it's global. All of everything, this is, is unsustainable. Is, uh, it's it's, it's not sustainable. A global global change. But the whole system. Um, but even you know even within my family, I mean, I, I'm an uncle of of ten year old uh, nieces and nephews. These parents, uh, my siblings, they don't they don't give a fuck what is happening uh, in in thirty years. They don't care. Um, because it's easier for them not to make changes now because they have a good life, and uh, so for them it's very hard to uh, even think of. Um, the coronavirus as a, as a revealing thing um, because they they don't want any changes and uh, that was a very painful experience for me um, to see that there is probably not many people out there uh, that that are willing to to accept the change um, even that means that uh, we have to uh, slow down a little bit but economic growth you will see economic growth will be very important. I don't know if this will be possible in the United States for, for a long time now. Europe is in a much better position because I think here we still can control the coronavirus. Now with the, uh, the protests in, in, the, in the US, um, this coronavirus uh, will not be controllable at all. <laughs> I mean, if, if, uh, <laughs> if these things are getting worse over there, they could even use it as a biochemical weapon. They have they have they have, yeah, they have I, the virus in their body. I don't know. It's um, I, I'm still not totally convinced of the the coronavirus and its dangers. I I think for sure it it can be dangerous, but it seems to me that it's something that uh, has been overblown uh, to some degree. I think a lot of people are getting it, don't know they have it. A lot of people are immune to it, just naturally immune to it. Many people, um, of course, are passing it around. Uh, but it's killing old old people who yeah. are sick. Yeah, that's for sure. Approximately, I mean, not not only old people, but I, I think the uh, uh, the mortality mortality rate is approximately one uh, percent, maybe a little bit less. But my whole question was why why would they do the lockdown? Why would they do all these things? And I finally came to the understanding that they needed to do a um, a debt reset of all of the major corporations who have become indebted and the banks that support No, I them. don't think that was the reason. What, what we're seeing right now, we're seeing it right now. They're doing a trillions and trillions of dollars of, of loans. Um, and the, what they're doing is resetting the debt so the economy can never go down. They're protecting all of the, uh, the, the positions of the asset holders and credit, creditors in all of the, the economies around the world. That's what's happening. This is being used to protect the system. Instead of, I thought originally it was putting, it was posing a challenge to the system. It's not. It's further solidifying this system, which is already a terrible system. It's it's just further solidifying um, and expanding the differences between the very wealthy at the top and the rest of the population. That's what we've seen with these bailouts and this money spent. Uh, it's just enriched the already rich people. They've added zeros to their bank accounts. It's not it's not done anything to help anyone. It's not saved anyone. It's just it's just. Uh, exponentially increased the wealth and protected them for the next 10 years or so until the next crisis comes. But uh, it's 
it's it's a it's a terrible thing and it it will lead to just more violent acts of of outrage and i could i could see no way this ends i think i, I don't see any way it ends. i think uh, they had no clue about this virus they still don't have a lot of answers about this virus and in uh, in china they're doing a lot of research um this virus has uh, probably some uh, characteristics of hiv so we will find out if um if people that uh, were infected get some um, similar problems like like HIV patients uh, over over a course of a, a couple of years. Um, they are observing a, a lot of uh, similar features or characteristics in the virus already. What is happening in the in the human body? Um, that that's one thing. Um, but I think they don't they. I, I don't think that they were even thinking about things like this. The, the, um, um, they because the the actual infections they never had a, a, an idea how how many people were actually infected and and, and people were dying uh, in hospitals uh, in some parts of Europe like crazy. Um, I think they they were scared of the uh, the mortality rate uh, of the virus that uh, the healthcare system uh, will collapse. And um, this will probably happen now in, in the United States that the, the healthcare system will collapse, uh, especially when there Look, is... There, there, may be, there may be legitimate fears related to the virus, but the virus was, has been used as a pretext for expanding wealth and expanding state power. That is all that has happened as a result of it. And they've done it in a dramatic it fashion. It wouldn't surprise me. It would be just another uh, very painful thing uh, uh, to experience. But what's the point in making uh, uh, people rich and creating so many, especially in the US, uh, creating so many uh, more uh, uh, poor people? I mean, what's what's the point in having 40, maybe even more million um, uh, unemployed people? Well, part of it is, yeah, but part of, part of it is, is that uh, the system is based upon credit, especially the last 40 years of, of life in America. Everything has been financialized. They've used borrowing and leverage um, and, and exotic debt instruments to increase the stock market and, and increase uh, GDP. It's not been based on real discoveries. The internet was the last great real discovery, and that that created, uh, you know, um, positive government income for the first time instead of deficits. But now we don't have any new discovery. Um, we just have a bunch of uh, wizards of finance who are creating instruments that they're trading. And no one understands really how they work and how risky they could be. And they pose threats to the entire economic system, which inevitably poses threats for all these poor people who suddenly will have uh, no job and no bank account and the ATMs won't work and they won't get anything and they'll be rioting in the streets. So there are real threats to the system of, of just total anarchy. And that's why the police are as radical as they are in their treatment. But it also, it means that these, uh, because of the indebtedness, to keep the indebted bubble building, they continually need to add fresh uh, debt to it. So it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And the, in the process of doing this, the, the government itself is taking on debt and uh, monetizing the debt with the Treasury and Federal Reserve actions. And the end result is that they're going to cause hyperinflation. There's just no way around it. This, and then the system is totally, totally done. We become Zimbabwe or Weimar Germany, and uh, it's over. But... Um, before it gets to that point, we're going to be living in a terrible police state where the police are, have unlimited powers. The government has unlimited powers. 
and they'll do it. They'll do it because they say they're trying to protect you, keep you safe from a virus, from um, from looters, from whatever, whatever, from the Russians. They're always creating these boogeymen, and uh, the media is complicit in this because it sells newspapers. Fear is very powerful. So I, I don't I don't think the system is. We talk you talking about the system changing. The system's been going on for a long time. I I told you before that it's been going on since agriculture appeared, and the growth of the first states. And rich people and all this kind of thing. This is, this is five hundred uh, or five thousand BC where you have the first emergence of this, and um, technology has caused it to become even more powerful. Yeah, but even even a very te- technological uh, powerful system at some point has to collapse. Don't you think so? And maybe maybe it's the time now that we. Ex- that- I I don't, but I don't think it collapses because of uh, of humanity or um, something that we do. I think it. I think it collapses because the Earth no longer supports that form of life. And I, I've, I've spoken about this before. And I, I just, just as the Earth uh, allowed agriculture to appear after the ice age ended, the Earth will take away agriculture. The Earth will take away things, and the form of life of men will change, and hopefully it'll change for the better. Uh, but. At the same time, though, we still have all these technologies, which are perhaps enabling us to flee the Earth and go somewhere else. So uh, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how it'll end, but um, the system is already. Uh, people keep saying, "Oh, it's reached a point where it's uh, it's in trouble." I don't know. They announce that all the time, but you know, dying dying systems can go on for quite a long mm, time before yeah, they're probably, really erratic. Yeah, probably it, it is dying for a long time already. But I mean, there's so there's so many unknown factors. Uh, I mean, look at look at uh, now we are. Uh, it's the first of it's the first of June. I think that's the official start of the hurricane season in the in the United States, right? Uh, they, oh yeah, there's that they too. They are That'll predicting be fun. Uh, uh, an extreme <laughs> hurricane season. They are predicting a, um, uh, an extremely hot summer um, in Europe and in America. Um, that in combination with um, uh, protests going on for a, for a long period with uh, spreading the coronavirus. Um, I I don't see the the economy recovering there uh, at all compared to Europe. In in Europe, we're opening the borders already. We try to do, you know, uh, we 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 try to. Uh, or the people are uh, are conditioned to deal with the the coronavirus. Um, um, self-responsibly and uh, we will see how th- how this will work but we don't have uh, outside factors like uh, hurricanes there's no such thing uh, like a hurricane um, and uh, of course we don't have uh, people protesting on the street so there's not, not so many uh, mass gatherings has um in in europe has there been a, politi- a, a, a politicization of the virus you know, here in America, we have, uh, you know, Trump does not wear a mask. He refuses to. So now you have all of these Republicans and people on the right who show their support by not wearing a mask and by ignoring the social no, distancing it, it, regulations. It, it was mostly followed. And you have people on the left who wear the yeah. mask. It, it is mostly followed here. I, have, I haven't seen uh, really anybody in the metro and the supermarket without, without a mask. Um, it's, if, if it's somebody... Uh, it's probably a very uh, low educated uh, right wing person um, but uh, 
So it does indicate their politics if you don't wear a mask to some extent. Yeah, but some I mean, the, the, these incidents were extremely rare in, in Austria. Um, so, okay. you know, Austria, Austria is not known as a country uh, um, to have a lot of protesters anyway. Uh, so people, people are following the rules. Um, the rules, how they, how they set the rules, it was done in a way... Um, they created fear, they lied, they were not very transparent about um, uh, the new temporary laws, uh, which were actually um, communicated uh, differently than, they, than it was actually written on paper. So even for, for uh, lawyers, it was very hard to read what is actually true now. And uh, so on purpose, uh, they made, made these laws um, uh, as in... Uh, intransparent as possible. Yeah, it sounds like uh, what happened here, and probably in most places. Mm-hmm. That, that's, it's the, you know, it's the interesting thing is that they, they enact temporary laws, temporary measures, and then these become permanent. Yeah. And uh, state power, state power doesn't have a tendency to recede or to go away. It only expands. It only goes in one direction. Mm-hmm. And it's always been yeah, that That's way. the reason why I don't want and, to have this uh, um, uh, Corona app on my phone. Well, eventually there might be the case where they say, if you're not vaccinated, you can't work. Uh, if you, if you can't, um, if you, if you refuse to be tracked, then you're, you're, uh, you're, you're guilty of uh, a criminal offense. It's a crime. They could, they could, in the interest of public health, they're able to, to do all kinds of things to you. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, that's, that's why I think you can't, you can't be so pessimistic about the way things are headed because they're going to go there. They were always going to go here. They were always going to come. The state was always going to get more powerful. Viruses were always going to come through, sweep through populations. They've been doing that since the earliest cities. The earliest cities were people were living in terrible conditions. There were probably riots going on all the time. The police were beating people up. Everyone, there was injustice everywhere. You know, they, they were nasty places to live. Yeah, definitely. And um, this is no different. This is, I mean... This this is normal. This, I mean, there's there, there's I one difference why it doesn't happen more often. because of all the technological tools nowadays. Uh, it it accelerates the the influence uh, of the of the state. Um, uh, well, and also it makes mobs it makes mob action that much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the creation of these mobs and the fake news. You know, if you make some fake video, mm-hmm. that people will believe it, even if they know it's not true. They'll believe it and they'll 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 do mm-hmm. something. They'll act. So the and I think the American people are very manipulatable for some reason. I just feel like um, you, you you maybe in Austria that you wouldn't believe something first that would be your first reaction. But in America, if people people are so either left or they're right, they believe any news that supports their position and they get emotional about it. And uh, this is this is one of the new developments of the technology, which is uh, which is disturbing because it creates mobs and huge crowds that are very difficult to stop. You know, you're not going to stop them with a machete. That doesn't work. <laughs> that poor guy. Oh my god, that looked so bad. That's... Yeah. Uh, well, apparently that guy's alive. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I thought he was going to get killed. You get hit like that. Yeah, brutal, brutal stuff. But uh, you know, uh, a great German philosopher uh, said uh, at the end of uh, an essay. I think it was an essay about technology, or no. It was uh, it was something he wrote about because he was a Nazi too. Hardy, Martin Heidegger, he wrote, uh, "Only a God can save us now," and 
it seemed like a puzzling thing for the guy like that to say, but I think it's true. It, the idea that men would save themselves from this fate, um, it's not for them to choose. They don't choose the solution to this. You can't change the world. And uh, the, change, the change is always divinely inspired. It will come from more powerful forces than uh, we could ever comprehend or understand. Um, which would, uh, again, be uh, something that uh, could create something like an ice age, for example. For sure. Um, these are, you know, are like asteroids or volcanoes. Think about all these, or, or even a virus. A virus is uh, something that's just uncontrollable and it affects everyone and we, we can't stop it or it, uh, it forces changes upon us. Yes. But the idea that the idea that an individual person would want to change the world or have a vision of what the world should be, these people are nasty people to be around. You don't want to be around people that say, "I want to change the world." These are these are stupid rioters and looters. These are these are moronic politicians. These people cause more trouble than they than they solve. And uh, the real changes happen because people are optimistic and hopeful, and they mind their own business, and they protect their families, and they they're honest. And in that sense, they allow the, uh, the the greater changes, the good changes, to positively appear. They make they make a space for them. Amor, estoy hablando con un podcast. Yo tengo un podcast con Andreas ya, ya mismo. Estoy hablando. Puedes uh, puedes salir con Nina a ese ruido. Gracias, amor. Nada, más tarde, ¿ok? Un segundo. Estoy hablando. Uh, yes. Andreas. Okay. Speaking, you you want to take a break? Speaking, um, no, no, no. Uh, it was just a it was a it was a commercial interruption for our uh, our Spanish speaking yeah. uh, <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> so the the, but the the audience is multilingual already. They have mm -hmm. to be. You know, you never know. You never know when another language could just mm -hmm. intrude on the discussion. And we don't we don't ever hear German. But we could definitely hear it if we needed to. I would make sh I it would understand. make things so much easier um, for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, you you could quote uh, all of your uh, great philosophers uh, uh, correctly because now you're qu quoting them in, in a translated version. I know German is uh, is one of the languages. If I had to learn one more language, and I I, I, I don't want to learn any more languages, it would be German. Because all of the most important philosophers wrote in German. I mean, you, you just have such a great wealth of great writers. Because the language is uh, more complex than English. May, yeah, you, but you're right. May, perhaps there was something in particular about the German language, which it, it, it allows for certain types of thinking. Yeah, the more complex the language is, I think, the, the more complex a thought can be. You know, one of the interesting things about German philosophy, in, and it starts with uh, Schopenhauer, he was the first uh, pessimist who was not optimistic about the future. And he began what became uh, a, um, a, a string of philosophers, Germans, German speakers, Austro-Hungarians, etc., who were all very pessimistic about the future. Uh, Wittgenstein was one of them as well. Uh, Heidegger, of course. Nietzsche, of course. These were all people who said, right now sucks this is terrible modernity is terrible industrialization is terrible 
this is awful. We live in an awful time. But you know, it's interesting. As awful as they all say it was, they would say, people have been saying it's awful for like 150 years. They're going on like 200 years of people saying, ah, oh, it sucks, it sucks, it sucks. And guess what? I think, I think Schopenhauer would say, God, it really sucks now. It sucked when I was around, but it really sucks now. This is terrible. You know, but the pessimism, the pessimism is an interesting movement because you, you don't have a lot of optimism anymore in philosophy. You don't have, I mean, you have the people who want utopia, but most of the people who want utopia want it because they think our current situation is so terrible. Here's the, here's what we need. And we need to destroy everything and create something new. But you don't have people who are saying, yeah, it's a great, really a great time. With the exception of the, the Silicon Valley yeah. people. I guess those are the ones who are optimistic. I'm, I'm right? not one of them. Um, I, I'm, and I don't even know where, where we are uh, heading to. Uh, I cannot imagine how this utopia uh, should be. Um, I think, I think that the, the best way to live as a human being, which is not probably uh, possible anymore, um, is like they did 10, 15,000 years ago. Um, when, when yes, I agree with you. It's not possible. Anymore. No, it's not oh, really. No, and I, I think uh, it, it, it was a great life back then because you, first of all, you were not even thinking uh, if this is a great time or not. You were just existing uh, like an animal, um, and now we have to deal with so much bullshit, and uh, and we are constantly we need growth. But I don't even know where we are growing to. Well, one of the things one of the things that's always interesting is when choice is taken away and you live by necessity only. And living by necessity is a mm. great way to live. You know, when I was cycling and I just needed food and water and a place to sleep, that's all you think mm. about. Food, water, place to yeah, sleep. Definitely. Where's the next town? Where where am I gonna what am I gonna do? Your 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 needs are the only thing you're concerned with. And I was so joyful and happy. I was so at peace. And you're physically working out every day. I believe that this was probably very similar to hunter-gatherer life, where you, you, but they also had the one thing that they were spending lots of time with their families. You have these great communities; they were probably very religious and very united, and so you you felt wonderful, and you you were not feeling like a, a lonely individual. You were you were a part of something glorious. Yeah, definitely. And, as, uh, as, as I think you mentioned it a couple of times earlier, a smaller community is something much more much more healthy than uh, these big uh, states and societies we, we live in. Um, we, we cannot relate to, uh, to the people. We don't know the people. We don't care basically very much uh, what is happening. Um, but they promote this nonsense. They promote this nonsense of globalization, like I'm supposed to care about what's going on in the Sudan or uh, some migrants no, that I mean, are <laughs> on the beach in Turkey. I don't care. I care about my family, and that's the only people I want to care about. I care about the Seven Eleven that just got looted. No, I, I'm, the I'm different. Couple uh, so, for example, I don't. There that own I, it. I, I basically lost um, the the sense of family. Uh, I think kind of, but um, since the coronavirus appeared, uh, or at least for me, because on on the island, um, I I did not get so much um, uh, information about it. So I was very surprised when I left the island and I I was confronted with the coronavirus. Um, but uh, since uh, more than two months now, or for, four than, for more than two months now, um, I, I noticed that um, um, I'm disappointed because, um, or that, that I care about the world, uh, but which, which means uh, kind of that I care about the people. And, and uh, for me, it was always um, um, more interesting 
uh, to see how the coronavirus numbers are uh, uh, climbing up uh, in, in certain parts of the world because this is where, where I expected um, more pain, more uh, dead people um, like in, in the southern hemisphere. So for me this, this was always more important than uh, our own countries. So I, I really care about these places because these are the ones that don't deserve it uh, to be in these difficult situations or they deserve it less than, than we do because we are the ones that created this basically. Yeah, but everyone is sort of complicit in it, you know, from Ecuador, who accepted lots of Chinese investment. They've, they've been hit by the virus very badly mm -hmm. because they have a lot of Chinese people there. But they, 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 the, their former president cut all those deals to build roads and highways with Chinese money, cheap Chinese money. Um, they, they, they sold out their countries to foreign interests. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, Colombia, Colombia's mines are all operated by American companies. So the, 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 the political class of these countries has, has sold its resources um, just not to their own, not exploited it with their own companies, but with foreign interests. Africa has done the I mean, same this thing. I mean, this is what happens all the time and it will happen if... This if, is the system if, of capitalism. If the, the protests in, in, the, in the US will lead to a change, it, it will happen there again too. Today I saw on, on CNN, I saw uh, this old black guy uh, uh, talking and, and he said, um, we... we tried it in the past uh, we put some black faces in high places high uh, black faces in high places and uh, these people uh, w uh, how did he uh, say um, accommodated uh, uh, to their environment and they became the same uh, basically exactly the same right. people like the white people uh, did it before um, exactly right it's not a it is not a system, and this is where the people are getting it wrong. The system says it must operate this way, and it actually doesn't matter whether you're white or black. These cops are killing white people, uh, Latino people. They're, they're following their standard procedures. They're taught. Uh, they're doing what they're taught to do, and their training is saying that they should do. Uh, is it affecting blacks more? I, I don't know. The, the statistics are not clear about that, and they've been very much politicized. But there's a video I just saw of them killing a white guy with the same technique, the, 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 the knee on the back of the neck, uh, the guy on the ground. And these cops are laughing about this white guy not being able to go to work the next day and saying something. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's all recorded. And the guy died. He was a young white guy. So, it, it you know, and there's no protest for that. But it's almost a distraction to say that it's racist cops. It's, it's, moving, it's moving the topic away from the real topic is, this is a, a system which is very much aligned against poor people and defenseless people. And if you live in a city and you live in the wrong neighborhood, you have a very good chance of being abused and killed by a police officer just because of the fact that you're poor and you're viewed as dangerous. And it has nothing to do with your skin color. It may sometimes, but generally it doesn't. It's a, it's a wealth issue. And the racism stuff, I believe the politicians are using that as a distraction from the systemic problem, which is... Uh, a, a terrible exploitation of the planet to to the uh, to the benefit of a very small 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 percentage of people globally yeah i mean even uh, in the last uh, few months uh, during the corona uh, period these billionaires they got richer what's the point i don't understand this they did they made all this yeah. money this this they were t but this is getting back to what i was saying earlier which is that this has been exploited 
it may be a very, very well exists as a virus, but it's been exploited to reset the financial system and reset the credit instruments, which are already very uh, stressed out. We were probably very close to having a, a sort of a debt, a debt problem uh, globally. And now they've been able to use the coronavirus as a reason to reset all of the indebtedness under new terms and new deals and new, uh, new loan instruments. Um, so it saved all of these people who were just borrowing, borrowing, borrowing to inflate their stock price and uh, buy more homes and leverage and buy more businesses and strip them of assets. What, all the things they do, it's financial tricks. They're not creators. They're not inventive. They just do these financial tricks where they move the money around. Um, and these people have all been saved to continue another 10 years before we get into another crisis. That's all that's happening. I, I wonder what, what is the, motiva the, the motivator and what drives these people. I, I really cannot understand it at all because all these things, they don't matter to me at all. But they're playing a game, I think. It's a game of getting richer and everyone wants to be richer than their neighbor. Um, it's competitive. It's stupid. And they don't have, but they don't also have, uh, you know, I, I mentioned to you before that you have a religious feeling. I know you say you're not, you're not a religious person, but you are. You're intensely religious because you have a moral feeling. You have a feeling about how you need to act in the world. You have this, you're driven by these values. You're not trying to injure things. There's, it's extremely strong, this religious feeling that you have. These people don't have that. They say, I'm playing a game. And I'm going to hire a bunch of lawyers to manipulate the game and, and to make it so it makes, makes it easier for me. And I'm going to speak to politicians. And if I get in trouble in this game, then they'll just bail me out so I can't lose. And I'm going to try and have more money and things than my neighbor. And um, it's, 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 uh, it's selfishness. It's ego. It's individualization of, of people and bank are, accounts. And, are uh, people born like this or are people made uh, to be like this? Do, do you think, well, I have, do, I've, do you I've think been working on this idea. I've been working on this idea philosophically about the individual. And I think we live in this, this moment of heightened individuality, whether it's you know, people who say, I'm my social security number and my bank account, I'm my Twitter account and my Facebook page. People have a very sense, a big sense and strong sense of identity. I'm white, I'm black, I'm gay, I'm a he, she, I'm a, you know, I'm a, they're creating all these new genders and they're, I mean, they're, they're creating all these things about themselves. Everything's about themselves and how they present themselves to other people. This is also an expression of the same mentality that causes the elite to want to have more money. It's all about uh, the individual broken away from the community, exploiting their neighbors, exploiting um, anything they can exploit to, to, um, to be more of the individual they want to be. And they've all accepted the same game standards of, of money and things the same brands, corporate brands and all that. So anyway, they're, they're, everyone's playing this game of look at me. Um, and I think in the past, though, people didn't have the sense. People felt like they were a part of a community and a family. Uh, one of the things I always come back to is when the Roman Empire fell during the Middle Ages, people didn't have names anymore. They were so lacking in individuality that they didn't even choose to name themselves. Seriously? They weren't, yeah, they weren't mm -hmm. people. <clears throat> Um, it, it seems to me, though, that this is possible when you have no state telling you, think about the state telling you all the time, you are this name, and you're this number, you're this bank account, and you're this Facebook page, like everything is, is being, you know, in, in, in China, they have the, the social, were they a social ranking system where they rank you this? Uh, you heard about this? They do no, this? like, uh, 
one of these uh, Netflix. Uh, um, yeah, Black, they're Black, doing it Black in China. Hero, um, yeah, well, where, that is where happening people, in China. Seriously? Oh my god! I mean, it's it's happening here already. They're doing um, it. People people are, are kind of raided already. Did you hear about that uh, that Netflix show? I think they stopped doing it because they found that too many of the episodes were becoming okay. true. Yeah. <laughs> I think they, some guy said something like that. But in any case, we we live in this moment of heightened individuality, and I can I can think of nothing that's worse for the the earth and the relationships with other people than to live this abstraction because I don't think it's true. I don't think individuals exist. So I've been. Uh, I think really my next work in philosophy is to work on dismantling the individual and to show all of the areas in which the individual is a bad philosophical idea. Because I think you know, a lot of people think, well, bad philosophy, the ideas just won't work. That's not true. Bad philosophy, the ideas can work. They can be carried out. You had, you had Nazi Germany, which was a bad philosophy that killed a lot of people. It was, it's silly, but people still followed it. Um, you have uh, any sorts of bad philosophies can have can have terrible effects, but one of the worst, I believe, is this this philosophy of the individual and the ego, and this comes from uh, you know hundreds of years of Western philosophy. That's where it comes from. I think Asian people don't have the sense of the individual as much. Uh, it's 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 much different, and, and the language doesn't allow for it. And there's cultural reasons probably as well, but language is really the big one. So it's. It's looking at the language of the individual and the language that creates the individual and then analyzing it. Um, but it's a it's a bigger philosophical idea. But I think if things are to change in the future, I think the individual must be less. I think the community, the small community, must return. I think the Asian upper class probably even uh, lost the moral values even more than uh, uh, the Western uh, upper class. But aren't the upper classes of of any country in the world today? Aren't they all the same? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Maybe the methods the methods by which they've achieved their wealth maybe are somewhat different for the country, but um the mechanisms for becoming wealthy and the the life they lead is probably all basically the same thing and they're probably all friends with mm -hmm. each other. Yeah, I think so too. Go to the go to the same cocktail parties. Have uh have sex with the same young supermodels. Yeah, I, I don't have so much so, insight in their lives. <laughs> I, I try to avoid them no. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think, though, that think I, when I try and explain something to somebody, like a, a religious feeling, I think of like, um, like I, I would say to someone, go to the Grand Canyon. Go to the Grand Canyon and look over this beautiful uh, landscape that's taken uh, such millennia to, to be formed and such great powers formed it. And it's so huge and massive. And how could you not see all that and feel something? That is a religious feeling. That's the feeling from which gods appear. That, that is the feeling from which uh, uh, caring for your fellow human beings comes. We've lost this connection with the natural world. And I think the natural world, it, it can give us our inspiration. It can, it can show us the way. We're, we're, we're so, our culture and everything is so derivative now of technology. And technology is just seeing yourself everywhere you go. Technology is always looking in the mirror. You just see men, 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 the things men have created. It's just a selfish way to live. You're constantly being reminded of yourself and other men, of your own species. 
but go look at I mean, when you're on the ocean, the ocean is beautiful. You have a religious feeling. I, I think all of your experiences have given you this feeling about the earth and about life. You know, it's but these are natural world experiences, aren't they? I, I, I don't know if I would call them a, a religious experiences. Um, um, but I what I think is that, that you, you can appreciate um, nature probably only when when you um, um when you when you don't f fear it when you when you're not scared of it so you need i think you need a, a way to understand the rules of nature um to have a, a feeling otherwise um look at look at these instagram <clears throat> influencers they uh, they see nature as a a beautiful beach or whatever they they see it as as a motive uh, for a, a good picture that's that's all they uh they see uh nothing else they they don't experience much more um be, but being in that part sense, of in it, that sense it's an egotistical of, of this, uh, uh, beautiful place um i think can, on, can only can only when, when you understand it... certain rules of of, of this place um and uh, you're not scared of it but also, it's um, it's also in the way we traveled to places. For one thing, you and I both didn't take cameras there to show off to our friends and say, "Look at me, look at where I've been." We also didn't travel to places thinking, um, "This is just a short vacation, and I can go back to the real world, the better world in Vienna or wherever city you were living in." I I was always traveling on one way tickets, mm -hmm. and I was looking for something. I was looking to change my life. I was looking for a better place to live. I was looking for better, pe better mm -hmm. everything. And uh, so I was very open to new ideas, new languages. You know, all these, all these backpackers, they've already decided that their own way of life at home is the superior way of life, that they're, they're, the way they live is better than the one that's happening here in Colombia or Peru. And they would never think of living in such a place. Yeah, it was very similar for me, actually. I never, how do you call it, a sabbatical? Um, for me, it was never such a thing like this. Uh, because when I, when I left, basically, um, I, I was like you looking for something. Uh, and uh, I, I, I constantly looked for a place where I could finally settle down. Um, um, or even, even, even a job over there. Um, but I don't know. Um, I, for me, it was not collecting um, um, visa stamps and the passport. But also, it's um, it's it's being intellectually able to live that other form of life, and that starts with learning the language. Then you got to live there. You have to make a real mm -hmm. commitment if you want to do it. I was just reading an article about um, it was about primitive societies. And it was uh, about trying to understand them. And a lot of the anthropological work done about primitive societies, um, it, makes, it makes an error where it's, it's taking the standpoint of science and anthropology. And it can never get outside of that standpoint. And so this guy was writing about this tribe and this tribe that practices witchcraft. And they consult an oracle to see about if someone is uh, or witch is plotting against them and Anyway, this guy goes into the logic of, of all of it. He's, 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 he's observed the tribe and what they do. And then at the very end, he says, but of course the witchcraft isn't true. And we know that the, that the rain comes for the reasons of, of science and da, 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 da. He's missed the point entirely. 
he's he's basically just said that that, he, that science has already given the definitive answer, and that these people are wrong somehow, and that they are primitives who who, who are only on their way to an, a scientific understanding, which is the correct one, and that is exactly the Western mistake that is destroying the planet. That we cannot get outside of our own thinking, which is this scientific reason-based causality. We have all of these biases. These are just biases, and they're implicit to the language, and they're implicit to everything we do, and they've been created and supported by states and corporations to advance their own interests. So to get outside of this, we need some idea that would break through, um, to break through science. Even Christianity has bowed down to science. Christianity used to stand against science. You know, but when the Bible submitted itself to science, and you had all these Christians who said, "Okay, well, the Bible, the Bible then is wrong," they 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 started to break God down. They didn't they didn't do a defense of, of of godliness, and so you have people now who just turn to science for answers to everything. But science can never give you a reason to live. Science cannot give you meaning in your life. You know, one of the beauties, one of the beauties of the Genesis story, whether you're Christian or not, is that it gives an explanation for the world as well as a reason for why you live and how you should live. It's the combination of both things. Science can give you an explanation for the world. They can give you the Big Bang Theory, but that doesn't tell you how you should live your life. It doesn't, it doesn't give you ideas of right or wrong and things you should do and shouldn't do. It doesn't that give you that at all. So we have a real ethical and what I would say religious lack in our world because the stories we have are reasonable and scientific, but those stories do not show us how to live. And so you have people who are just broken away. They're, they have corporations telling them how to live, states telling them how to live. Um, we need a religious understanding, and that comes from the earth itself. That comes from the most basic stories. The mythologies that we have are wrong. Because science is another myth. It's another grand creation story, but it's the worst one ever created. It's the worst one ever created because it doesn't give us a meaning for life. It doesn't give us any prescription on how to live our days. It doesn't give that at all. And the people who want to interpret evolution and say, well, survival of the fittest, those are all capitalists who say, yes, we should screw our neighbors and steal and do this because survival of the fittest, that's the way of the world. Look at the animals. Da, da, da. That's, that's an interpretation. That, I mean, that's just literary. That's literary right there. That's not science. So you, you, we, have a real, we have a real issue here. And I know Nietzsche pointed it out with the death of God and all that. But really he was saying is, you, you, you've killed God by denying him a place in the, in the most basic of stories. You've stripped those stories of their power. And uh, the only way those stories can return to power or new stories can be born is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is some rebirth of, of, of religious feeling. I think people want to be religious again. They do. They're desperate. Okay. What, did, what could that be, for example, in your opinion? Well, I know that there's been a, some proposal about a, like a new mythology that is supportive of the Earth. Like, have you ever heard of this uh, this Gaia theory, like the Earth Mother? They try to they try to promote this thing like you you worship, um, and I don't know how religious it really is, but you you start to think of the whole planet as a mother and that you need to be good to it, and that would lead to ethical understanding and people would be nicer to each other. And there's a scientific component okay. too, because they use science. In so it. it is it is reasonable uh, or it is understandable, uh, logically understandable. But it's created by humans. But this this the problem I have with it is that it's created by humans with a with a political and economic motivation, and they seem to be just creating something within the same system we already have. I think 
I think the, 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 the change of the world happens because the world decides to change. Men don't change the world. The world does. And the gods do. And these things, this is how it, this is how it happens. This, this audacity of human beings, this terrible hubris that they think that they're in control. Um, I hate that. I really hate that. That's why I love natural disasters. I like this coronavirus thing. It shows men that they're not in control. And this uh, feeling of not being in control, that is a space in which a religious feeling can come, um, where you realize there are forces bigger than you, the forces that made the Grand Canyon, the forces that, you know, you know longer forces. You know, go, go look at the, the trees in California that are 3,000 years old. Give you some perspective beyond your own life. You know, you spoke earlier about, uh, you know, people just living for themselves and not even for their, the next generation, not caring about what the next generation, generation will have. That's the extreme to which this individuality has, has gotten, where you don't even care about your children's children. Oh, they're, well, I'll be dead then, so screw them. It doesn't matter. I'm going to enjoy today. I mean, what a, what a shocking way to live. Um, but it, it, it's... If, if this is not dealt with somehow and uh, some sort of cataclysm doesn't occur, it'll just continue. It'll get worse and worse, I suppose. I mean, there's all these people that say bleak things, but uh, it will have to end eventually. The earth can't support it or it'll slow down. It'll mutate. I don't know what'll happen. Yeah, maybe a calibration uh, is happening. <laughs> yeah, I... Well, maybe we'll you know, all, I, I personally we'll hope that uh, end up on these, the ground. these um, whatever aliens come and uh, uh, they say, okay, and uh, we gave you we gave you the, the possibility to uh, make the best out of it the last uh, thirteen thousand years or, or longer, uh, you did not succeed. So <laughs> we take. Well, you've been um, you've been you've been you've been watching the alien stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting actually. Yeah. <laughs> Graham Hancock, he's he's a lot of fun. <laughs> Uh, I, I I enjoy it, but I, I'm interested in it for, kind of for different reasons. Though I don't know about the aliens. I just I reject the idea though that that of progress. I reject the idea that somehow in the past people were stupider and they didn't have great things. Um, there's a, there's a guy I really like, a philosopher, English guy who's still alive, John Gray, and he thinks that knowledge can't be destroyed. Um, he's and he thinks that knowledge can't be forgotten or uh, he thinks we're so far along in terms of intellectual life that we could not go back. But we're going back all the time. We're forgetting how to do things all the time. Um, I don't know where he gets this but, from. There's all kinds of evidence. Okay. And these, these flying ships, these flying ships that apparently were dug up and uh, have been sighted by the Air Force and Navy, um, this to me is further evidence that uh, there are older cultures that perhaps had incredible technologies. And that things can be destroyed and lost. And certainly an ice age would be a reason why you'd lose things if the earth is suddenly covered with ice. That seems like a pretty big thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was just, uh, for me, it was very interesting to uh, to listen to these guys that are uh, so authentically convinced that um, um, there must have been uh, something else um, uh, thousands of years ago. Um, uh, do I agree or do I believe it? I have no idea. I, I don't judge them uh, f for being uh, uh, weirdos or geeks. Um, it, it's just, uh, I think, a very interesting way to spend uh, your lifetime with and try to find or get some answers. Um, 
But uh, yeah, things definitely can be forgotten. Um, uh, so many, so many things uh, we still could do uh, uh, 50 years ago. Uh, our parents, uh, they have, they have so many skills. Uh, um, I, I see it when, when, when I'm in in, uh, in Southeast Asia. Uh, these people have skills and find ways to uh, solve a problem in in a way I could never think of. Um, and it's always very. Uh, very inspiring to uh, to see uh, the people using tools uh, or making tools um, where I think uh, we need to go to the uh, to Home Depot. Oh, it's definitely mm-hmm. true. Uh, I, you know that during the um, during the Dark Ages, for a thousand years, um, the skill of uh, bricklaying was forgotten. So no one was able to build any buildings mm-hmm. for a thousand years. I think they they, they still <laughs> haven't figured out how they built the pyramids, right? Oh right, they don't know how yeah. they did that. They don't know how they put together those rocks in Peru. They even, but even more recent things, they don't know how. Um, you know, I collect all these records. They don't know how they did the um, the laminate. They laminated the covers on these old mm-hmm. records from the nineteen fifties. Okay. It happened in the fifties, early sixties, where they did. What is it? What is it called? The uh, sh- shellac. No, that's the kind of the okay. record itself. But I'm talking about the uh, the cardboard oh, covers. Okay. They put this uh, this this glossy layer on them that protected mm-hmm. them, um, and it looks beautiful. And uh, they they forgot how to do this. Nobody knows mm-hmm. how to do this. Yeah, things can easily be. They've forgotten. tried to reproduce them, it, and that's just from 50 mm-hmm. years ago. It, it you know, and uh, it's just incredible. And how many kids are forgetting how to read a map? You know, now we have a GPS to tell you where mm-hmm. to go. Just your natural natural coordinates from walking around, you'd know where north and south, east, west are. So uh, things are being forgotten all the time, and um, so I don't. I reject this idea, but I also reject the idea that uh, there wasn't perhaps uh, greater technologies in the past, or technology could at some point re- reach a peak, and that technology after that could go into decline. Like the newest thing is not always the best thing. You know, music is one. Uh, recorded music is one example. They were recording but music. Music, music. is not, is not um, uh, te- technology. It's art. So it, well, I mean, it's hard um, to compare the, the, art the reproducing, anyway. But the reproduction of, of music. They were cutting records in 1950s and 1960s. They were making vinyl yeah. and cutting the music onto record. But the record players at the time could not unlock the full capacity of the vinyl and the sound. It's only like much later that the record players were able to come and catch up to the to the abilities of the people cutting the records. So you had, you had a case where the technology was not it was not moving at the same growth rate. Um, and now it's arguable that uh, you know things are not being done as well as they were in the past. The records are not being cut the same way. They have uh, you know new machinery which is not as good. They seem to have all these new possibilities and options and in the past everything was very limited. And in fact, there seems to be an argument for having lots of limits on things, which makes you makes you much more creative and interesting. Um, which is actually what I prefer. I think actually limits are mm, good. I think so too. Um, having no no options, not, not too many options, not too many choices. Definitely makes makes right. life so much uh, harder to have all of these options. I think that's that's why people are struggling uh, to to be uh, very happy because uh, nowadays because there is way too many options. I oh, mean, uh, think uh, think back, because recently I was uh, um, I, I was thinking about um, 
how we are told to uh, to need uh, the newest um, type of uh, technology every year or, or on a regular basis uh, after two years or whatever um, I don't know uh, the, the, the iPhone definitely was one of these products that definitely uh, made it worse uh, so it, it not only in the sense that it was this uh, uh, phone that you could uh, use with your, uh, your fingers um, which would, was much more usable than the phones before not only in that sense um, it was a, a big revolution um, but also I think uh, because it told us that we need something next year which is faster and better and more beautiful and uh, and I, I think uh, people most or many many people are trapped they really think they need uh, the next model uh, next year again and it's it's let it be the shoes um, the newest nike air jordan whatever um, the newest uh, gucci handbag or louis vuitton uh, uh, the suv the suv the next model people are in this trap and um, so they they really found a, um, a psychological way um, to guarantee economical growth. Well, it's based upon, though, I, I believe all this is based upon the individual again, where they're saying, you need these things, you need to present them, that you have them on your Instagram or your Facebook. You need to, and this is being dictated by corporations. Like the options for life now are not options that you create personally, but are things that you feel that you need to consume. You now have an intermediary between um, who you want to be, and that intermediary is the state and the corporation, and they filter for you your options, and uh, they're involved in in every aspect of your life. They're they're keeping track of who you are and what you what you uh, purchase and who you talk to, and um, people are very comfortable with that. The idea that you'd go off and you create something yourself and you wouldn't present it or you wouldn't. Uh, you know that 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 idea has passed. Uh, these, it's all about the the individual person now, and uh, and that there's this struggle to uh, consumption is this competitive game, and they they've done a great job of marketing that to people, and uh, the banks are willing to extend credit, and uh, the the rich people who control those mechanisms get oh richer. My God. I was I was I was really hoping that the coronavirus will will uh, be able to make a, a change in the in the way of people people think of things but they will be as stupid or we will be as stupid as before i hope i just hope that i finally uh can live somewhere where i don't have to deal with all of this bullshit because this is really bullshit uh, i agree i for for people who are feeling very affected by this or emotionally affected by all of this like things we're talking about it's just not it's not worth thinking about really you have to complete your projects you need to find good projects and complete them and it has nothing to do with the coronavirus. It has nothing to do with the state. Let the state do its thing. Let the corporations do their thing. Let the looters do their thing. Protect your family and uh, protect your friends and get your good projects yeah. done. Have great projects and get them done. You know? But it's not only about having a project. Shakespeare wrote, uh, wrote or... great work during the bubonic plague. I think it's also about uh, where you are. I mean, you're stuck now in... in uh, I mean, I, I think I can say stuck. Um or you're based now in, in, in Dallas. And uh, I think uh, even for a person like you that is um, 
so much into into your your personal projects um, you cannot ignore uh, the things that are happening right now and they have uh, probably a, a negative impact on on your uh, emotional uh, state they yeah. do they do you see and, 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 uh, and this is i, didn't I, do I don't any... want to be i don't want to be informed anymore of what is happening in in the world because uh it's going to it's not going to be a good thing let it be uh, it was a successful year with economic growth or it was a another successful uh with a economic decline and there is a this virus and this pandemic or, and this uh, uh this uh, tropical thunderstorm i really don't want to know these things anymore because first of all i care i care for the people that uh, that are uh, uh, that don't have possibilities to protect themselves properly um in the southern hemisphere or also the the poor people i i sympathize with with the people in uh, in america right now that are that are on the streets and protesting because uh, i always uh, sympathized with with the, the less privileged people i don't know where this comes from but it was always like this but the best thing would be that i don't even have to sympathize with somebody because i i don't even know what is happening in the world i think that would be the, the ideal scenario i'm lacking skills uh, to be able to do this and I, I hope um, I, I will find a way to uh, to gain these skills. Uh, I, I agree with you. I'm trying to do the same thing. I'd like to get away from this entirely. Maybe, maybe we should but make a plan also, together then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we, I know you working on the Spain thing. I'm working on the West Texas yeah. thing. Uh, but there's no reason why those are uh, would be exclusive of each other. I mean, I'm, we're working towards the same objectives, just on different uh, continents. Mm. But... I would say one thing to what you just said, though. I'm not very sympathetic to these these looters and protesters who need a group, who need a crowd to be able to get their courage. These people, to me, are cowards. They're they're terrible cowards with weak characters. These are these are exactly the kind of people who get in terrible debt and are manipulated by the state and the corporation. They may be victims. They may very well be victims. But these people are terrible dangers. You have to shoot them. You, if they come to your house, you have to just kill them. You have to kill as many as you can. To protect your to protect your family, yes, you may be killing people who themselves have been victimized and, and traumatized by uh, states and corporations. But yes, those pe- those other people are evil too. They're all evil. The, the 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 devilry is within all of them. Shoot, 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 and keep shooting until you don't have any bullets. You can't worry about these people. That but the best though is to get away from them, uh, so that they can't find you. But if they do find you and try and come through your door. You have to kill them. But, but I, do you think they, they have the intention to, to loot uh, private places? I mean, I don't know. For me, it's hard to, uh, to, to observe the situation in America. Uh, I'm in, in the safe country of Austria. I only see uh, some uh, tweets and uh, news and things like this. I won't speak about the other cities. I'll only speak about my, the city I'm in, and particularly my neighborhood. And they've looted... They looted a couple of places that I know, and I know the owners of one, and I'm shocked by it. I'm disgusted mm, yeah, by it. Yeah, of course. And um, and uh, it's the the Seven Eleven, they're they're these nice people, these nice immigrant people that work in there at night, and they were in there probably working when these these people came and smashed all their windows and ran into the store and looted it right in front of them. I can't imagine the terror that they must so have felt. So they, they are not even and selective I, uh, when it comes to the uh, to the stores uh, they are destroying or looting? 
Because it, no, it's not like it's not like they say, "Oh, this store is run by a racist." Let's no, but I mean, it. if if uh, if it's a company, a special brand or whatever, I mean, that would make so much more sense uh, to me if if uh, they show, okay, that's a symbol of uh, the capitalistic si- system that is abusing us. Uh, we we right. are victims of this, so let's that's destroy not... this. That would make so much more sense. I, I don't know if anyone has ever made the argument that Seven Eleven is a is a is a terrible agent of capitalism and exploitation. <laughs> it's a corner, you know, it's a corner store chain selling coffee and and it's bad a, food. It's a it's a gasoline. multinational uh, it, it's, it's, uh, company, uh, billions of dollars revenue probably. No, yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm, there's there is there is good or bad as any mm-hmm. other corporation. I'm just saying there there's no argument to be made that there's it should be singled out as being worthy of. No, I mean, more than another place. They some guy. There is probably better and worse looting. Well, they looted, um, also in my neighborhood down the street, they looted a, a sneaker store filled with, um, okay. you know, like a lot of the young people are into, inter- interested in those expensive sneakers. <laughs> I mean, sneakers. Th- th- this um, makes me even laugh. I mean, it, it showed me, first of all, that um, the, the, the people are really influenced um, uh, by brands and uh, whatever whatever may, makes people think that they need a, a, a pair a new pair of sneakers um, so it, it, it shows me once more time that all the moral values are gone um, uh, because this should not be of any importance um, but on on the but other all hand all this looting is part of is a part of it's within the same system it's all within the same system of capitalism yeah. no one has stepped outside capitalism in any of this the looters the police they're all operating in the same systematic framework but on on the other hand uh, i have to laugh about it because uh um destroying um something which is a symbol of of the system um of which they are a victim um I, yeah i I'm not sad about things like this, but then uh, the intention behind it uh, makes me sad because it's it's another uh, lost soul, basically. Did you did you see the one video of the um, the looter dressed all in black, uh, uh, stealing a cheesecake, no. walking very carefully, holding a cheesecake that they stole from a cheesecake uh, store in Portland okay. or something, a bakery. <laughs> she was it was a girl dressed up. And she was holding this cheesecake that was so fragile. Uh, she had a beautiful cheesecake. She's dressed in her uh, her military outfit, and they've they've been destroying everything. But she saved this cheesecake, and she's carrying it with both hands carefully, not to drop it through the through the crowds of protesters and looters. It's such a beautiful image. It's so beautiful, saving this cheesecake. She's gonna go eat it somewhere. This cheesecake that she's looted, <laughs> share it with her fellow friends, her fellow looters. But 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 do you think there is some system behind the looting? Uh, do they uh, do they use vehicles to pick up the stuff or? I don't know. I I think uh, I think for these people who aren't themselves business owners, I think they probably just think any business is uh, exploitation, and they have money, and I don't have money, mm. and they have things. But the reality, though, is that most of these small businesses are in terrible debt. And now they're going to be bankrupt. They're ruined. If the coronavirus didn't ruin them, now they're ruined because of looting. And uh, it's sad. They'll they'll fail, and the the owners will be ruined financially. Got it. If they don't have insurance. Yeah, that, that you know. that's going to be sad. So they will share the the, the destiny of so many other millions of uh, people. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where this is leading. Yeah. I mean, if if. Um, 
if there is a if there are less and less perspectives for more and more people this could become a an even more dangerous situation than it is it, than it is uh, right now and um, I for you personally I hope for the best that uh, you find a way to uh, uh, to get away from uh, from Dallas and go to a place where it's more beautiful and safe and uh, I think as much as I, I would like to uh, go back to, um, to to the United States because it's such a beautiful country um, I think um, I'm done with it yeah but we but don't let it you you know how beautiful the country is when you get you get outside these cities uh, we're just speaking about a, a very few places in the country country is filled with wonderful people and wonderful places but they don't ever get reported on by the news media which is based on the but, coasts and then all you, you know uh, as you know europeans are very um uh, arrogant arrogant when it comes to uh, to americans because uh, uh Europeans uh, think that uh, uh, Americans are not educated at all. I mean, it shows in the in the result of uh, of the the election of Donald Trump. Uh, that's that. No, it, it's true. I mean, that that's definitely a signal that there is something wrong um, in the society. Um, but I think also the the uh, the capital. Uh, capitalism the the whole uh, system i think the toxicity within the the people's minds is more progressed um, in americans than in europeans and i mean you are you are, you and uh, another friend uh, of uh, from the united states i have you are like you must be rare examples um in this country because you have extremely high moral values you are not manipulatable at all uh, you just do your own thing whatever is happening around the world uh, or in in your life uh, around you you just don't you, you just don't care and uh, i think that's very inspiring um, and uh, more people should be like this and i don't know why people um, are influenced so easily i also don't understand why this uh, white supremacy mindset in the united states um, is still uh, so prominent you know this white supremacy mindset i think yeah um it, it, um, it exists is, it exists it, in every white uh person um some people suppress it uh, very successfully um i don't know where this comes from but uh that in america this thing cannot be controlled at all i have no idea where this comes from ah uh. Yeah, I I don't know whether the, I don't know how true that is. I mean, it wasn't. Um, I certainly was not raised with that idea. I know that's being promoted a lot now, but uh, this is a, this this to me is more of a media creation and a university creation by these um, very left groups who want to see uh, economic and social and political history in the United States in terms of race. And so they view everything in terms of race. And there's other groups who are feminists that view everything in terms of male and female relationships. And they see men as dominating and they call it the patriarchy. Uh -huh. And they, they, they say that white men are the most privileged. And unfortunately, um, 
that sort of thinking has become uh, part of the universities. It's made white men to feel, especially white straight men, not gay men, to feel like they're under attack. And it's now getting a response. So they're feeling like they're being attacked in the media and attacked by Hollywood and attacked uh, politically. And that's why you get the election of someone like Donald Trump as a response to that. And um, unfortunately, the philosophical ideas that create um, this argument for the patriarchy or systemic racism, all these things, I don't think these are very good arguments. And I don't think their analysis of these systems is very good at all. And it, it's just about advancing um, another group of people using uh, a particular color or uh, sexuality or whatever within the system. They are not dismantling the capitalist economic system. They are just trying to change the rules to benefit themselves within that system. So I don't believe these people are out for justice. They're out for personal enrichment. They're the, uh, just as evil in terms of their capitalism and their their consumption as anyone else within this system is. And so um, I don't. They they claim to be social justice people, and they're not. They're capitalists. They're greedy capitalists like anyone yeah, I think, else. I think just so as the evil people on the other side. And that's why the world won't change because they haven't changed the terms in which um, they're living their lives. They're living their lives by the same terms as their oppressors, their supposed oppressors, um, I, which is which makes the whole conflict and all of this stuff totally disinteresting in the end to me, because this is not the great awakening and systematic revolution, the change of the world. This is not any of that. This is just more of the mm-hmm. same. And it's... Uh, and it will be suppressed, and it will go back, and will continue along the same lines as ever yeah, before. It, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I, I totally agree. Um, as, as I said before, this uh, uh, old black guy on CNN uh, that said uh, that, uh, that they tried to uh, they put uh, uh, black faces in high in high places. And it didn't work out, and I think it's the same with uh, the the feminist movement. Uh, what they are what they are fighting for is basically just to be the same as these uh, white old men, um, and uh, they, yeah, they they're not they fighting for, the same for something better. They are not uh, fighting for a change. The no, only change not, that is happening people. that uh, the person is a different one. Yeah, they're just going to change the color and the mm-hmm. sexuality of the person who does the same job and exploits the people in the mm-hmm. same way. Yes, you might change the people you exploit, but you haven't changed the exploitative nature of the system itself. They they have not they have they have proposed no solution. And I would just say that there's no human that's ever going to propose a solution. It's going the solution will come from the earth itself. You know, it'll, it'll be wiped out because of something that happens. And um, I hope I'm around to see it. It'll be an exciting time because then Real skills will be necessary to survive. Um, knowledge about certain things will become necessary. And the, the real courageous, uh, willful, and committed and religious people will step forward. Th- those will be the leaders. They will have deserved the leadership they, because they will be on the front lines. They won't be hiding behind their soldiers, you know, having other people do their work for them. They will be on the front lines, leading people into the battles leading people into the situations. Those are the heroes. We, you know, we don't have heroes now. No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, our minds are so corrupted already. Um, I, you know, when I, when I started traveling, uh, um, like 12 years ago, um, 
and uh, I observed uh, that the, the the minds of the people um, are still so pure in many in many parts of the world. I don't know if you, if you experienced the same the same thing in in South America, but I think South America is changing uh, uh, quite fast. Uh, the the minds of the people are getting more and more corrupted and and less pure. Uh, well, if just you let, within a if couple you let of years. If you let technology in, the smartphone has been mm, terrible. I think so. Um, but if you if you if you let technology into your home, the people sleep with their phones. They're always on. They're always checking them. You have just allowed the state and the corporation entrance into all of your life. And if your life is lived online, you've just opened your whole life up to state and corporate interests. And then you're going to be manipulated. Then the news media manipulate you with stories, um, shopping things. Uh, It'll all be, your life will become a manipulated one, but it'll be global. It'll be this global life that everyone wants to achieve. You'll get followers and likes and all this, but it's worth nothing because it will have, it will have destroyed your relationship with those people who are next to you, your family, with uh, your friends. You, you, you have this, now you have an intermediary between you and life. You know, you go to the Grand Canyon and you don't sit there and look at it. You take pictures of it that you post and you, then you look to see how many likes you got for your picture. Mm. Yeah, you see the beauty. You it's, see the beauty of the, of this place on on the photos you have taken. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards. And uh, this technology is just a, it, it's some of the worst technology. I, I and I don't have a I don't have a solution for it. I I, I do want to get rid of my yeah, smartphone. Me too. The only reason me I too. keep it, the only reason I keep it is because it has GPS. I really don't use it for a whole lot. I don't I I don't I don't do any of the nonsense other people do, but still. The idea that it tracks me, that it monitors me, that it's listening to me, uh, I, I, all of that bothers yeah, me. me but at the same time, I also, don't, I also don't care because the things that are most important to me, my projects, the stuff I'm working on, uh, they can't touch. They can never touch that stuff. I don't care what state is. They, they can kill me. I don't care. But they can never touch it. They can never manipulate those things. And that is when you really have something. Is What in your life do you have that really can't be touched by this technology and these bad elements, these these things that want to, to to change your life in some way, can it touch your project? And if the answer is yes, then your project is probably not a worthy one. It's probably not going deep enough. And I'm not saying everyone has to have a great project, but um, a great project will give your life real meaning. It's 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 a religious experience. It's something very holy and very special. It's where you feel that you've found meaning. Yeah, but uh, I mean, not everybody has uh, skills and. Um the the capabilities uh, you have i mean you cannot compare yourself well, it, with the with the average person from the street i don't mean writing books i mean it, for me it involves actually creating some things but it could be raising a family you know being a great mm. father are there there are lots of things that people are capable of that they do not need the intermediary of facebook to to actually mm. do and they can be proud of themselves and have real meaning real love real connection it's there for people, but they've re they've rejected families. They've rejected all that. They they, they think that. That's, uh, I don't know. I think Patriot, I think a fa Patriot. family is still uh, one of the things where people are most similar or quite similar uh, to families five thousand years ago. I agree. It's one of the things we yeah. still have. It's one of the things that we still have around, and it's. But it's 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 becoming less and less important. You know, already the mother and father both have to yeah. work. The family yeah, is together less and less. They're geographically they they're separated by lots of lots of uh, distance. 
And what, once again, what do the family use to stay in touch? Oh, we need Facebook to stay in touch. Oh, we need Facebook. We need Mark Zuckerberg to help us uh, remember each other. I mean, once again, the intermediary has been, has, has been uh, needed. And that's, that shouldn't happen. There's, uh, that's why I want to be in West Texas or something, where my family sits together at the dinner table together, watches the sun go down, and we talk to each other. And there's no phones. There, there's, there's nothing. Maybe there's a record player playing. Yeah, I, I think so too. There's no internet. Uh, This is, this is my vision too. Yeah, and then, then Andreas, Uncle Andreas comes and he visits. (laughs) He has to, he has to sneak, he has to sneak across the border because the borders are closed. He has to risk his life to come see us. He's hanging out with a bunch of uh, desperados. Yeah, yeah, real criminal, international criminal. Yeah, that's a great future. I'm looking I don't know. It it, <laughs> it it seems to be more and more impossible uh, to get this future. Well, they're making it hard, but you know we can do it. I, I can do it. I, I think I think within two years, two, if I if I have to be here two more years working, we can. I'll have enough for us to get out of here, and uh, for we, sure. I, and I think probably. <laughs> Maybe sooner. You know, I, I finally decided, okay, um, for multiple reasons, um, but um, I'm, I mean, first of all, in October, I hope I can go back to, to Southeast Asia on this island. I still have some uh, uh, important work uh, to finish there. But if this will not work out because of some travel restrictions um, or because the coronavirus, so there's a second wave or whatever, um, then... In, in four weeks, uh, I, will, I will go back. Uh, so this uh, experiment in Vienna did not work out at all. Um, it, and I think that the concept of living in a city for me is, is just not working anymore. I don't want to do this never, ever again. Um, it will probably be even hard for me to, uh, to have a layover uh, if I have to fly somewhere and have a, a one night in, in the city. I, I, these places are... Are toxic I think um, there's no no yeah, reason for I me agree. to be in a place like this so my, my plan if, if uh, I cannot go back to to the island um, that I would stay I have a two-year plan to stay at my parents place um, I get along very well with my mom at the moment that's that's wonderful um, my dad um, it's it's a little bit difficult but uh, he, he he sees the the, the future a little bit grim too um, so he welcomed me uh, uh, back to uh, to his home uh, in a way I did not expect actually um, but and and I applied for a job in in a big company that is in in my in my village and uh, it's very it's a similar thing that I did uh, before I started uh, uh, making these uh, experiences abroad and uh, just thinking of doing this job being part of this um, sick system it's hard for me really um, because I I really don't want to work anymore in a job that that has no meaning at all besides for uh, economic growth and uh, making other people richer and uh, producing and consuming things that are not necessary. I, I agree it's, with that. Um, the whole idea is that 
why would you work? What are you working for? That's always the question I would have. Why would you give your time to someone else? For what purpose? Uh, someone says, yeah, to pay rent. Okay, to pay for all these things. I mean, yeah, this, okay, this, okay. this, this, I, this I understand all that. This is basically the answer I have to give myself uh, if, if I get this job. Um, I secure uh, more financial, financial stability to be able to do something in the future in two years to to get to get but, more flexibility my, to get more independence right but you're not you're not uh, most people are just working a job because you're supposed to work and then you're supposed to consume and buy yeah, a bunch I don't of do, things I you don't, don't do need this. I mean, that's, you that's have a bunch stupid. of stupid experiences and um, I am so through with that I'm in a I I mean even when I lived that way I didn't like it and uh, I really hate it now and uh I would just, and I'm also bothered by the people that live that way. I don't like being no. around them. I feel their emptiness, yeah. their soullessness. And I just view them as, um, I can't count on people like that. I view them as weak. I view them as sick. I view them as uh, addicted. Um, I, uh, there's, there's something nasty. And uh, I don't see them as victims, though. I think some of the most dangerous people are the people who have been exploited. Um, and these people are very dangerous. Yeah, I don't want to see them. Yeah. I agree with you. Get get far away. Just you can't change the world, but you can try and get far away from it. I can change. I can That's change my world, world, maybe if it's if it's right, still possible. Exactly. Uh, but also, it's it's only it's. That's your phone. Yeah. There's this. There's a. Um, maybe let's uh, wrap the, wrap this up. Okay. Yeah. Getting some uh, messages. So I I hope. Uh, the the night will be a little bit less dramatic peaceful peaceful, yeah. peaceful we'll see i doubt it i doubt it i'm sure they're getting ready right now they they're, they're placing the pallets of uh, bricks at different uh, intersections of the the roads now the twitter twitter alert will go out go here for bricks <laughs> oh god craziness <laughs>